Hey guys, what's happening? My name is Aishu Klein. Welcome back to another episode of the Mini Adult Travels. I hope you are all well and safe and staying at your homes. In today's podcast, I have with me Apurva Anand. Just like me, he loves traveling and most recently wrote a book called The Better You and he's a graduate from NSIT from where I have a bunch of friends. Right? So first of all, thank you Apurva for being here, being on a podcast. Hey Ayush, thank you so much for inviting me. I think the pleasure is likewise. Right. All right. So uh, I would just quickly dive into the questions. So uh, first of all, okay. could you please, like for the viewer's perspective, for the listener's perspective, give us a background of your college life and your job life? Okay, certainly. Well, I think you've already told that I graduated from NSIT, but right. I'll just deep dive a bit more. Um, I think in 2011, I was a very... Uh, typical science enthusiast, you know, like how, how it is. And um, I started in 11th and 12th, I took science. I started preparing for ITJ. Couldn't get through, but luckily got a good enough college. That's yeah. how I came into NSIT. And my uh, aspirations were fairly stre- uh, mainstream, you know, like, okay, I'll do a four-year course and I'll do like a master's in something and stuff like that. Right. But when I was in college, and I think that's one of the blessings of Uh, being in Delhi or DU for that matter is you just see so much more happening around you than just your curriculum that it it really broadens your horizon yeah and that's where in college I found out like about consulting and and the related industries and uh, eventually I interned in one of the companies and also got through um, in placements for a consulting firm and that's how well this all happened so yeah, that's about my college and professional life. Right now I'm working um, for a luxury e-commerce company in Dubai, where yeah. I'm directly working with the management on like, strategic initiatives, which is, uh, it's like a six month sabbatical I've taken from my regular job in Delhi. But yeah, good experience. Okay. All right. So what type of uh, student were you in college? Like, how would you describe yourself? <laughs> I think I was always at two extremes, you know, uh, in the daytime, I was a very nerdy kid, you know, who will always sit in the front row and always take notes and is always studying in the exam, the kind of person who was teaching others for exams. Okay. But uh, by the night, I was like a different person altogether, like just going out here and there, chilling. So I think uh, I can proudly say that, you know, I've lived both the extreme lives of college. Right, so I don't think a lot of people listening this would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm happy, very happy with my college Right, life. right. Yeah. So what part of your current life do you like and uh, what type of, what part of your current you don't like except coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, you know, you put that up front because uh, I would have said that anyway. <laughs> but um, I think... Uh, one of the things I really like about my life right now is the age factor. I think I'm still young to, you know, take risks and challenges in life. And I can still, you know, hop on a, a lot of new things, yeah. whatever pleases me. And I think that's one of the beauty, uh, that's one of the most beautiful things about youth. You know, you just can swerve along your own path. And I think with age, you kind of get more responsibilities so that avenue short of streams up. So that's something I really like about my life right now. And uh, one thing I'd say 
like I won't say I don't like about it, but I wish that you know, for some of the things I wish I had more experience, which I think is quite ironical because a lot of experience comes with age only. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, a lot of times <laughs> when I'm working or even in a personal life, I wish I wish I knew better, or if I just had a perfect answer to something. Yeah. But of course, that doesn't happen. So yeah. Right, so I, I went through your profile on Instagram and LinkedIn and all that, and and I know for a fact that you're a meditator. You meditate, and like, what do you think meditation <laughs> yeah. helps you in realizing? Like, uh, one point that you know, like, if you wouldn't have meditated, you wouldn't have known. Right. Um, I think I would split your question. Actually, I would add a sub part to this as well. Yeah. One is uh, what it has helped me achieve. And the other is what it has made me realize. Yeah. So um, what it has helped me achieve is certainly, you know, a large amount of decluttering in in my mental space because mm-hmm. you know I think we all just live in so much of information overload. You just open your phone and you can be immersed in at least a hundred different things within a span of minutes. And I'm sure uh, because even you read a lot about philosophy and psychology, right. I'm sure you know that humans now are like consume more information per day than they ever, ever, ever have done. 100%. So I think uh, meditating helps you, helps you, you know, clear all that clutter from your head because there's just too much happening. Yeah, it gives you a lot and of clarity. It kind of gives you the mental clarity. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one thing that it has given me. And with that clarity, uh, which is part B to your question, it has made me realize, you know, a lot of things about my personality and a lot of things about why I might, you know, um, behave in a certain way to certain situations and a lot of things about what my intrinsic strengths are and what my weaknesses are and uh, professionally and personally. And that, you know, it has made me realize that I should be okay with it because everyone has flaws. But as yeah. long as you know where, what is the source of that flaw and what you can do to remedy it, it's good enough. At least for me, that's good enough. So that's one of the things meditation mm. has made me yeah. realize. Right. Coming to the philosophical part of what you said, uh, the last time we talked, you mentioned that, you know, you're very philosophical and even your book covers a lot of this. And I also really <laughs> am interested, yeah. you know, how people behave, why do they behave like this? And basically what, what, why do they take actions of whatever they're doing right and this really yeah. fascinates me and that brings to my next question which is why do you think why do people behave in the way they behave right yeah, i think that's one question people have been pondering over hundreds of years <laughs> but i think it's a, it's a great question that you brought up and um, honestly i think I would, you know, there's one line I think I either read in a book or saw it in a TED video that Uh perfectly sums up this question that uh, our personality is entirely the sum of our life experiences. You know, if theoretically, and this is my opinion, if theoretically, you know, if I could erase my entire memory and let's say load your entire life experiences onto my mental hard drive, I would essentially start behaving your way, you know. And I think our, our, our entire life experiences are so different, you know, from different people, which is why we develop our own behaviors. We, we develop our own behavioral patterns. And, and those experiences kind of shape 
our our behavior as adults you know for example um, let's say if uh, let's say a person who, who had a very uh, i'd say a very happy childhood and which is free from any any difficulties or hardships you know who's only seen good all through this person's childhood for that person as an adult that person might intrinsically think or feel that you know the entire world is a very happy place yeah. but of course that's not true right practicality is different and at the very opposite end let's say if someone has had so much so much of hardship uh, in that person's entire childhood then when that person is an adult they might feel very differently about the world and they might feel that the world is not not fair and you know um a lot of things in that direction and technically both of them are correct in their own way because essentially for them their life is their universe right they see the whole world through whatever they've seen in the past and mm-hmm. and i think that's also how our brain works that's how our psychology works yeah. we react mm-hmm. to things based on our historical experiences and i think that's one of the core reasons why which i feel is why people behave the way they do right so uh, surprisingly i i tweeted about this four days ago and while you were just speaking i was just uh-huh. uh, I, i was just opening my phone and i was just checking this so I, i i had a thread on twitter called who you are is not under your control in a way because actually uh-huh. it's just an yeah. amalgamation of the thought value situation and the people you're around right the things you are exposed to Absolutely, the people yeah. and that is what makes who you are and and i, I did yeah. not know that i'm going to find the answer of why do people behave here so yeah <laughs> that that was that was really good take honestly uh, but this 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 brings me to another question uh, what do you how do yeah. you know this like how do you where do you read about this stuff or do you analyze people's mind like how does this come to you this is this is natural to you or do you read about this very um i think it has roots in my past in my childhood and uh-huh. i think that kind of double answers your question it kind of also supplements to the point about why people behave the way they behave for me yeah. you know uh, so i'm a single child okay. i i didn't have siblings and both my parents are working so from a very young age i always had a lot of time to myself now not saying that i'm an introvert in fact i'm i'm the quite opposite of it yeah. but even even then i had a lot of time to myself and a lot of that time went into thinking you know thinking of different kinds like in in a very young age it was about very typical childish uh, fantasies you know like every kid has some kind of fantasy so you just lost in your own world yeah during teenage years uh, it it translated into the you know the the habit of thinking translated into future concerns and life concerns as i think teenage is a very tough time mentally that you know you're just in in so much of a haze yeah and in in adult in college life and adulthood that gradually transformed into you know thinking about people and because of course when you're meeting so many people every one of them is just behaving so differently and sometimes you you know feel that okay why is this person behaving like this you know especially if someone's be- behaved in a negative way but then i think my habit of you know this practice of reflecting internally on a lot of things somehow got merged with me analyzing people and that's how i ended up you know seeing people observing their behaviors and trying to think about you know what could be the driving factor behind this 
and especially if I know someone in person, then you know this kind of a analytical research. Although I don't yeah. want to label it research because that sounds too weird. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, this kind of an analysis certainly gets more colorful when you know that person. So you know that yeah, you know this was my hypothesis, and because I know this person, I know my hypothesis is true. And over years, when you know the number of people you've met increases after a certain level, I think that's when your understanding of people, their brains, psychologies, kind of, kind of gets a little mature. Although I'm not claiming that you know I'm a psychologist or I haven't yeah, even yeah, studied anything about psychology. Right. That's right. purely based on my life experience. Neither have I. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> no, same. Same. I also love analyzing people and behavior and all that all right so could you please like shed some more light on what do you do professionally all right okay so i work for one of the management consultancy firms in the industry yeah. and my what management consultancy specifically does is uh, i think it's more focused towards high level uh, like, you know, high level, high impact stuff where, yeah. you know, you're thinking about the broader picture about the bigger problems mm-hmm. rather than going into the nitty gritties. Of course, there are a lot of cases where we are involved in the ops and implementation as well. But yeah, yeah. that's what management consulting is about. Within yeah. management consulting, I, I worked into uh, quite a few industries and uh, something that we call capability. Got and it. one of my portes is... Uh, towards digital and digitization and things like that. Right. And I think uh, luckily a lot of the things pro- professionally in my life have kind of played well in that matter. Like right now what I'm working for, I'm working for a luxury e-commerce company, like I said earlier. Yeah. And even yeah. a lot of that has got to do with strategy and, and a lot of that because it's e-commerce. 100%. Yeah. So everything inherently is digital, you know? So a lot of that also, so my learnings in my management consultancy firm get implied here in everyday work. So that that's that's a lot. That's some bit about my professional work. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I'm into e-commerce as well. And uh, like, what do you think is important in a field which a lot of people don't know, like in consultancy in, or e-commerce, whatever uh, you feel it. Could you please elaborate? Like, what, what do I think is important for people right. to succeed so, in such fields? Is that your question? Yeah. So, what I feel is like in e-commerce, a lot of people feel that you just need to run ads. Ads, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as in you just run ads and uh, you'll get the money. But mm-hmm. uh, recently, I've realized that it's not about running ads and getting money by e-commerce, but it's more of, you know, strategizing and all that. So, on that mm-hmm. terms, uh, specifically, because you have already, you have, uh, way more experience than I have in e-commerce or in consulting. <laughs> no. What do you think? Like, uh, yeah, in that yeah. Do you get the question? Yeah, I do. I think uh, for consultancy, you know, th- th- there's a lot of uh, humor passing around that, you know, it's very, it's very high level and, you know, you just have to write down a few points and things like that. But it's not like that because I feel that uh, when you are into this industry, you you need to know something inside out, you know, and you really need to be the experts of the entire value chain of the entire ecosystem. Even if, you know, you've just started, uh, uh, so exactly that. So basically you need to 
know everything inside out and a lot of the work that goes into it yeah is is very detailed and thorough and it's not just very high level so maybe yeah that's something people can know more about consulting and um, e-commerce i think you already uh, spoke about that you know it's not just about ads and a lot of it has really got what to do with what strategy you're planning and even here when i'm working yeah. every day i'm just amazed by how much planning goes you know uh, into into everyday operations as well as the long term long term strategy there's just so much effort thought planning that goes into building these things and from mm-hmm. the outside to to someone from an outside lens it might just seem like like you said you know just about ads or something yeah got it got it all right so uh, you are definitely a traveler and you know people who travel usually i feel they either do it to escape from their reality or from the day to day that they do or to find yeah. a new perspective so do you have one of these two or do you have a different uh, motive why do you travel right well i have one of the two and the other is a purely selfish reason reason uh-huh. and i'll start with the second one first yeah. so um i'm sure you you're familiar about the concept of dopamine and how 100% all the new information information we see on our mobile phones releases dopamine and that's one of the biggest reasons we are addicted to mobile usage right yeah. because with every new information it's releasing dopamine in our brains mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. honestly traveling is essentially that for me because uh, when you're traveling it is the only time in my life where and in reality let's take out the phones for now when in reality i'm seeing something that i have never ever ever seen before in my life and just that just that you know experience of seeing so much new information that my brain's processing i think i'm sure it does release a lot of dopamine in my brain and yeah. that's something i'm very happy about so that's one of the biggest reasons i love to travel like and and especially you know for me traveling is not just about you know taking pictures at the famous monuments i mm-hmm. equally enjoy the very little details of it even for that matter like landing to a new airport i'll just look around okay what's the architectural design of this airport what kind of people are there what kind of shops are there to the Got taxi it. service to my hotel everything yeah i just love the the concept of new information and second is of course uh, to expand my horizon and expand my perspective because um, it's just so surprising to me that you know even after you travel so much you can never stop seeing something new and like just for context i've traveled to around 20 23 countries uh, so far and then wow. i came to i've, I've been look, living in dubai for about half a year now and even now you know like uh, some there are some days when i see something completely new in the supermarket or something completely new around me in dubai and come to think of it i've traveled i i used to think that i've traveled so much and even after that if i'm seeing something completely new i think um, that's one of the most humbling lessons even yeah. though that something new might not be relevant in my life but it still shows that there's just so much more i have to see and learn in life so yeah 100%. that's one of the other reasons yeah yeah so like a month ago i was in the us as well uh, and i spent like uh-huh. 25 days there and truly i wow. was humble to its core uh, traveled alone yeah. on like five states and i that's used wonderful I, yeah and i'm usually very confident but uh, i did not have any internet connection my internet was super super low there and i had to <laughs> oh, figure man. out like route 
I couldn't even figure out if I have to go left or right because it's very confusing. In <laughs> streets oh, no, yeah, New, New York is New York is crazy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that that sort of made me realize, you know, that it's so similar to life that I have to figure out left or right and then go right and then it's wrong, then go again to left. So, True. these all things play True. in your mind. And I think I'm very happy that you traveled solo because I feel that solo travel does just wonders to your personality. I agree that perhaps the solo travel is not everyone's cup of tea. Some yeah. people might prefer group travel. But yeah. if you if you think about it, I, I really think it just changes, you know, just like yeah. you mentioned yeah. your experiences yeah. about getting lost and finding a way. Exactly. It is very analytical. Dependency. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But very happy to hear that. Yeah, but I've just traveled to five countries. I've traveled to 23, so that's a lot. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sure you'll get there. And even I have a very long way to go. Ahead. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had this uh, yeah. plan. Like for the last couple, many years, I had this plan of visiting 25 countries before I turned 25. And sadly, I'm turning 25 next month and I'm stuck at 23. And I know that nothing's going to happen in the next one month. And I'm like, okay, no chance. my life <laughs> is, you know. Maybe you can do it 26 and 26. <laughs> yeah, one can always be hopeful. Right. All right. So, uh, coming back to your professional life, what do you think changed after you entered the job industry? On from a, from a mentor perspective, like the change from you know being the student at NSIT and then suddenly in a mm-hmm. top firm, consultancy and all that high competition. Yeah. That what was your mental state then? Yeah, I think it's a very relevant question and I'm glad you brought that up. And in fact, this is the exact question I spent almost, I would say three months introspecting um, mm-hmm. about a year after I had finished my life, after a year of working, because I realized that something in my life has changed and I wasn't able to figure out what that is. But whatever that change was, it was making me a little uncomfortable. And uh, I didn't just, just didn't feel normal, which was my usual normal in college. And uh, I think it might be applicable to a lot of people. And the the fact was uh, that the amount of social uh, interactions I had and the amount of time I spent socially in college can never be compared to professional work environments. Of course, like if you compare the hours, maybe you're, you know, interacting with like more number of hours with people but it's not the kind of social interaction you know i'm talking about and when you're in college even if you're in a nine to five schedule in classes between classes you know you're chilling with your friends sometimes you have free yeah. periods you're just hanging around in the canteen doing nothing even after college you're going out doing this that right so on an average 24 hour day you're spending at least uh, at least from in my case i was spending at least 12 to 14 hours just socializing and I'm the kind of person who had, you know, five, six different friend circles within the same college. Wow. So for it. me, socialization was a huge part of my life. And once you join work, like I said, even though you're interacting with so many people all through the mm. day, and sometimes the hours are even the same, but it's, it's, a, it's a very serious discussion. Like, of course, we have fun in the middle, right? But most of it is very serious and, you know, um, there's just so much of, uh, how do I say, there's just so much of work that you need to do. There's just so much of, you know, uh, expectations that you have to, like, you know, uh, perform on. 
So yeah. that way, I think it changes you and it changes your average daily experience. And uh, honestly, and I'm sure now that we're talking about it, a lot of our listeners would relate to this, but it's important that you understand that this is one of the underlying reasons that adult life sometimes does not feel good. I mean, think of it like uh, you're, you're so lucky that, you know, you're still in college and I kind yeah. of feel relatable here as in, uh, I'm, I'm still in college obviously. And the reason that I want, I don't want to do a job is because I feel a job takes away a little bit of your freedom. It's, it's, it's too much of a responsibility <laughs> and I, I, and I don't, I'm scared actually, you know, to do a job and that, that, that. I don't, I don't know what to call that uh, word, uh, freedom or uh, that being mm-hmm. chill out or whatever, but that will be taken away from me and I'll have to, you know, forcefully play the adult role. That's, that's <laughs> that is what you're trying to say. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, I think I have, I have uh, a two-part answer to this point. Yeah. You, you, you are very right in having this apprehension. And... Um, if you think of it, if you think about our parents, about our fathers, our mothers, very often you'll notice them speaking mostly about their college life, you know, in terms of nostalgia, that when they were in college, they did this, they did that. Mm-hmm. And even in just three years after graduating from college myself, a lot of times I'm just thinking about, you know, those earlier days. So in a way, I feel that after college, we never really uh, want to go ahead mentally we always want to be those you know college going kids who were you know so careless not careless but like carefree you know mm-hmm. and just frolicking okay. around so so that's always there but having said that i will also say that because of course you're graduating in, in about a month or so that don't think of adult life as very intimidating of course it's it's challenging it has its own uh, demands that you need to fulfill to but you know, once once you see the kind of changes you you can bring about, mm-hmm. either either by working or by having your own business or creating content, whatever you feel like doing, once you see the kind of impact that that can bring about in the world, yeah. it really gets addictive. Of course, uh, it's never as carefree as college life will ever be, but yeah. that that has its own you know happiness and. That has its own highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. I, I agree. Yeah. All right. So, you're, you're, there's, uh, you just launched a book. It's called The Better You. So, what is the idea yeah. that runs around? What is the idea it's based on? Right. Well, uh, The Better You has a subtitle, which is Life Lessons About Life Lessons Beyond Textbooks, right? And that's essentially what, what the entire book is about. And for me, you know, when I graduated and came into a professional setup, like I said, I spent a lot of time introspecting my own thoughts. And I just used to, you know, kind of reflect on my thoughts. Why am I thinking this way? Why am I feeling this way? What can be the potential reasons? Yeah. And then that subsequently led, you know, the typical chain of thought. And I ended up on a conclusion that, you know, we as humans typically think of this thing because of so-and-so. And that book essentially is a collection of all such thoughts, which covers some of the key elements of human emotions, you know, like why is it that we're never able to take the first step? You know? Yeah. 
or uh, why why are we so self conscious and why do we always compare with others or or you know what is mindfulness or like how do i bring build my own brand because i feel all of these are very very relevant concerns for everyone and especially after you graduate from college once you're into the real world you're really literally plunged into it a lot of these uh, questions come you know right on your face as crisis mm-hmm. so i thought that because i have been spent and i spent about 2 to 1 and a half years writing this content although initially i didn't think i'd end up making a book out of it but it shaped out i think it shaped out well and i thought why not share it with everyone else because if i'm if i'm feeling something i'm sure there would be you know a lot many other people also who might read this and benefit from it so that's the core idea behind my book right got it and uh, i think it's it's based on a lot of philosophy if i'm not wrong <laughs> yeah like so when i was writing this book you know i i feel like i'm not i'm not someone you know who has accomplished so much in life and this and that that you know i the book can be about me or my personal life yeah i don't think i'm 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 there yeah, right at there. all yeah. in my life right but at the same time i wanted people to take to have some good takeaways from the book which is why wherever i have written on my observations about things or people or behavior or our psychology i have always supplemented it with psychological facts or you know uh, yeah, other yeah. facts or or anecdotes which are which can help the the reader understand something into more detail which is why there's there's a lot of psychology behind each of these topics and each of these concepts there's always this element of why you know in each of these chapters in the book got it got it this brings me to my next philosophical question if you were alone in the planet what would you do <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so when you say alone you mean like uh, no one else is alive or is it that that's quite a dystopian question i must say ah uh, you can take it as you're the first human to take birth okay. or last human to be alive okay uh, I, i think, think i will have very question two... so i'll rather say yeah, you are the last person right the last person <laughs> okay if i am the last person alive uh, i think i i'll spend a few initial years certainly lamenting about the loss around me because i'm sure i'll still have memories of all the people i've loved and humanity in general so i'm sure i'll spend a f- i'll spend a couple of years in the beginning just trying to accept the reality because i think what you're saying is a huge huge thing right so i and yeah. maybe i'll take two or three years at least to get accustomed to it once i'm over it um, i think i'll get my I'll, i'll pull myself together and okay i'll just accept it that you know okay this is how it is so now what's next and maybe I'll, i think uh, hopefully when you say humanity is not there i hope that houses and all are there so yeah. i'll try to build a living out of my, myself like find a place to live and grow my own food vegetation i hope there will be some resources left <laughs> that's that and for the remaining part of my life my only hope you know will be that i'll i'll keep capturing my thoughts i think probably very similar to the way i did in my book i'll keep capturing my thoughts and what i feel about things or in general reflect back on humanity and things yeah. like that and right. i'll just keep it stored somewhere safe you know in the hopes of maybe you know in the future if there is some uh, species that evolves enough to be intelligent as intelligent as humans 
maybe they'll you know discover something about human life and mankind in the future so that way i think i would have done my bit towards humanity as an ode as well got it got it all right i think uh, what what when i when i first came across this question i actually read this question in a book called autobiography of a yogi and uh, uh-huh. oh. uh, what my answer to this question was ki i don't know what i'll do but what i what i put i put myself in the situation i thought that it would make me realize that i have to be self dependent as in from yeah. you know uh, cooking stuff eating it and all that like basic stuff which we don't do in a real life like i, I did not know how to cook before the quarantine and all that but now i i can <laughs> probably cook better than my sister so <laughs> wow, that's, that's what it made me realize that when you're alone you have to be self dependent and all that Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. That's so, absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so this brings me to the final two questions that I ask everybody on the podcast. Uh, the first okay. question is the three recommended books. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think um, I'll answer one book each for the following categories. Uh-huh. One would be about real world affairs. One would be fiction, and okay. one would be. personal or professional development got it so one book i always recommend people for uh, real world uh, affairs is good economics for hard times it's a very decent book it was launched in 2019 by abhiji panerji who as you know is a nobel laureate right. in economics and his wife mr duflo co-chaired uh-huh. the prize i think the beauty of the book is how it tries to explain everything almost everything that's going wrong in the world all of the key issues from data to you know um, issues about migration to issues about like social economic issues and it, it i think it does a wonderful job at identifying the underlying causes but at the same time you know i like how the authors don't try to be very authoritarian like they don't don't try to claim to be the authority in terms of finding the solutions of course they have a few suggestions listed throughout the book but the humility with which you know they've written the book speaks a lot about the authors as well and and, and their personalities as well so i think it's a great book it's a great reality reality check for all of us to break our myths and conventions about a lot of things that's about real life uh, issues then in fiction of course <laughs> i just love harry potter okay. there's no other book i would ever recommend anyone all seven of them all right because uh, the beauty of harry potter is that you know just teaches you how to find good in even the darkest of times which i think is a great take away for for any mm-hmm. for any person mm-hmm. and um, in terms of personal or professional development uh, I don't know how often you get this recommendation, but I would certainly recommend Chanakya Niti. Chanakya Niti. Because uh, Chanakya Niti. Do you yes. know that this um, book is currently uh, in the order stage in my uh, Amazon? It I've already ordered it. It should be here. Oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> you will love it. You will love it. Yeah. And my reason for it is, um, a of course, it has just so many valuable lessons that. you can always apply in your life personally and professionally it has some beautiful teachings but also yeah. because and i think you will appreciate it from that angle that it it never fails to amaze me that chanakya of course the book is recent but chanakya's teachings are many many hundreds of years old right are still relevant chanakya existed so many hundred years ago are still relevant which exactly which kind of goes to show that you know 
hu- like humans as humans never change some of our basic natures never change we might progress as much we might have as much technological progress but i think at our core we continue to make those silly mistakes we continue to mm. have the same issues in our lives mm-hmm. and i think that's why the book is so relevant even i agree i agree it's like you should learn from your mistakes and you should also learn from your people's other people's mistake they say that but you know it's very exactly. hard to learn from other people's mistake unless you made the mistake <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's so true yeah yeah all right so the final question is three life lessons like uh, until now that you learned wow um just give me a moment to think about it um so i think uh, my first lesson would certainly be that you know we all should learn how to be self dependent which i think you also mentioned yeah. during our call that it, it's so important to learn all of the basic life lessons and the very basic things like um how do you keep your house clean how do you manage your bathroom how do you cook the basic stuff that you need how do you get groceries where do you get groceries from and things like that i just i don't understand people who take pride into saying that you know i don't know how to do any of this because i never had to i think that comes from a point of privilege yeah but um, having having privilege is not a bad thing uh, in this world in fact i think it's quite advantageous but i think everyone who has privilege should definitely understand their privilege and you know try to be a better person irrespective so that's one the other lesson i have is um, that everything everything in life is transient it's temporary and you know even the people in our lives and it might sound really sad but even the people in our lives are temporary and the only only thing we will have from our birth till our death is ourselves and hmm. not trying to point it towards a selfish direction i get it but i feel we we don't spend enough time with ourselves and we don't think enough about ourselves our physical health our mental health and we're always invested into others and even worse we're invested into random people who you know should not have any purpose in our life because anyway they're not help, like you know they're any good to us for any reason instead we should invest all that time and energy into our own betterment our own healing and also invest that time towards the you know few people who really care about us in our lives so that's the second and um i think uh, the third would just be to you know that we should always be open to change and always be be open to the idea of accepting the fact that you know we can be wrong in lives I, you know i i've had so many discussions with people where you know you or or i even observed a conversation where you know that one person is right and the other person is wrong and both people know that you know who is right and who is wrong but still the the wrong party is going to defend their argument to the core just from the fear of except having to accept the fact that they are wrong because i think uh, in a way all of us uh, are kind of like you know get like come into the adult world with the concept that if you're wrong then it's not a good thing yeah but i think it's a good thing you know unless you know you're wrong how are you going to correct things i think living in denial is the worst thing that can happen to anyone 
so just always be accepting to change and to the fact that you can be wrong in life it, it really does wonders to you i think so yeah those are my three life lessons got it all right uh, just just one more thing what would you uh, say a 20 year old who is confused right now in life and doesn't know what to do at all just a two liner or three liner thing that you would want to say yeah i'll just say explore everything under the sun that you have like set 6 months as your target yeah list down things that you want to think you want to do in life experience all of them i'm sure you'll find something if you don't then just repeat the process keep repeating it till you find what you love in life mm, i agree and in that. doing all of this yeah and in doing all of this don't forget to party cuz i think <laughs> having fun is really important in life as well so yeah I that would that be. is what i'm doing right now with my life party <laughs> I, th- i think that is no no not party <laughs> exploring part right i've i've set up this goal like 6 to 7 months or maybe a year i'll do whatever yeah. i'll do youtube i'll do podcast and i'll see what i like and then down you know double down yeah. on that yeah and you know once you'll find that thing trust me like you will not need holiday in your life i just remembered a very inspiring quote from priyanka chopra jonas there someone once asked her that you know why why don't you take breaks or vacation yeah. do something like don't that need breaks when you she do said that love, yeah. yeah yeah she said that i made my life this way that i don't need a vacation which mm-hmm. i think is really inspiring you know i, I don't think i'm anywhere near that uh, uh, that kind of a life but i think that's a very good thing to aspire, aspire to so yeah 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 all right all right guys that was apurv I've uh in the link you can read the link and I have linked his Instagram profile, his LinkedIn profile, and his book The Better You on Amazon as well. Go down and check it out. Uh, you'd love his profile. It's pretty impressive, especially his Instagram. Probably 10 to 15 countries photos and uh go down, go down there and feel bad about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't do that. <laughs> uh, thank you, Purush. Thank you, everybody. I'll catch you in the next week. Thank you so much, Aish. Bye.